Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to this week's Football Betting Podcast. It's me, Tom Pipkin, joined by my co-host Tom Walker. And as ever, we're going to go through the top four English football leagues, picking out our betting highlights and uh, talking a little bit about each team along the way. We're going to go through our treble from last week, which unfortunately again came agonisingly close to winning. We're going to give you a treble again for this week. And we'll do fantasy football as well at, at the end. And uh, I'm not looking forward to that section this week again <laughs> at all. Um, as ever, this podcast is sponsored by the good folk at matchbook.com. Please do check that out. You can bag yourself a sign-up bonus, £30 money back as a free bet using the sign-up code TFB Podcast. And we also take our stats from the good folk at Odd Alerts. So please do check out oddalerts.com if you like your stats and you're a bit of a data nerd like myself um so we are recording on thursday night so we've seen all the midweek premier league and, and football league that's gone off so we are um up to date really with everything that's happened uh got half an eye on transfer deadline day as we record seeing dun, if Forest dun, 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 dun. second third fourth and fifth sign of the window but yep yeah, uh, right let's jump into the odds for the premier league shall we and picking out our bets yeah, uh, Premier League, Tom, gets off with a banger, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Everton against Liverpool, the Merseyside derby. 8.4 for Everton, 5.1 for the draw and 1.45 for Liverpool. Um, do you have any strong fancies here? Do you, are you back on the Liverpool horse after back-to-back wins? No, no, not yet. Um, still unconvincing for me. Obviously, the, the biggest stat that has been doing the rounds... It's been 12 years since Liverpool lost at Goodison. That doesn't mean they've won every game, but they've avoided defeat uh, in 12 consecutive seasons. Everton showing signs of life, I would say. Uh, Anthony Gordon obviously spurred on by that chance speculation uh, with Chelsea. A couple of good additions. Not sure if they'll they'll feature in a game like the Merseyside derby right away. I'm, I'm really not sure. I think Everton is showing signs of life and I'm not ready to back Liverpool still, especially at the uh, price on offer. You know, the 1.45 is way too short for me. Yeah, um, I'll echo that. Just looking back at those recent games between the two sides at Goodison, like I say, Liverpool not not lost for 12 years. Um, They've drawn eight um, of the last 12. So, yeah, I am thinking... Maybe we go draw again. Uh, 5.1 is the price. Obviously, the history of the draws in this fixture and the fact that, like I say, Everton has shown a little bit and Liverpool are still unconvincing. So, draw at 5.1 might be a little bit of value there. Yep. Yep. Draw is where I would go if I had to. Um, Anyway, then, let's move on to the three o'clock. We've got quite a few three o'clocks in the Prem to sink our teeth into this week. There's a whole six of them, which is a rarity. Uh, Brentford against Leeds gets us started. 2.24 for Brentford, 3.7 for the draw and 3.5 for Leeds. Um, As I look down the fixtures, usually, I have things that come into my head, as I'm sure you do. And the first thing that popped into my head when I saw Brentford were playing Leeds uh, was goals. So... You know, I, I think both teams have shown they're capable of scoring goals. Leeds have had six of the last eight games be both teams to score. And likewise with Brentford, you know, they, they've shipped a fair few goals as well in their opening few Premier League games. I think they'll both play the right way. They'll both try and attack the game. 
Uh, 1.67 is a price for both teams to score. So uh, it's not the biggest price I'll read out on the show this week. But if I was to go anywhere with this game, because I'm not sure on the nose, um, I'd be going down that route. Yeah, I, I don't have anything to add, mate. You you took everything I was going to say and the exact tips I was going to say. I, actually, I tell a lie. The only the only little point I had here was uh, we got two informed strikers, really. Ivan Tony may not be top of the goal scoring charts, but he's he's playing some unbelievable stuff at the moment. And Rodrigo kind of flew out of the uh, flew out of the blocks a little bit. Uh, I wasn't expecting him to do much this season, but he started well. So uh, that always helps with a both team score tip. Absolutely. Um, up next, Chelsea against West Ham. Then one point five seven for Chelsea. Four point seven is the draw. And 6.6 for West Ham. Uh, I think for me, Chelsea are way too short. I won't be going anywhere near them at 1.57. Look pretty unconvincing uh, the last few games. I know mainly away from home, um, where they've been losing. Lost to Southampton away, lost to Leeds away. Back at home this weekend. But given those shaky recent performances, I won't be putting any money on them at 1.57. And I'm not saying I fancy West Ham particularly either. I just It's, it's kind of a no-bet game for me here. Yeah, best bet is no bet. Uh, totally agree, mate. Chelsea, unconvincing pretty much since that uh, Tottenham game, I would say. And uh, West Ham, obviously slight improvements in performance, but I'm, I'm just not ready to back them. Uh, I think... Lucas Paqueta is going to make a massive difference. I think that's a, a Champions League level signing. So I think he will come good and he will elevate West Ham and we'll be able to back them in future weeks. Just not right now. Yeah. Um, Newcastle against Palace then. 2.08 for Newcastle, 3.55 for the draw and 4.1 for Palace. Uh, any particular side you'd like to side with here? No, not really. I, I really like both of them, to yeah. be honest with you. I feel I like the I feel like my two kids are playing against each other, and I can't <laughs> I can't really choose. Uh, both teams to score is one point nine four. I think that looks a good price. Uh, I uh, all season uh, I have done so, and all season I will do so. Back Palace to score goals, especially on the road when they are not favourites. I think Zaha has started off as good as I've ever seen him. Eze has been, Eze hasn't been getting goals and assists really, but he is everything when it comes to Palace's attack and linking the midfield to to the attack. And Mateta and Edouard are good for goals. Uh, I can see that. And then obviously we've got Newcastle, who have been brilliant so far this season. They've shown against probably the best team in the world, um, Man City, that they can score goals. Yes, they've only won one of their last five, but we're not looking at them to win. We're looking at both teams to score. And their last four consecutive games in all comps have been both teams to score. Yeah. Okay, then Forest against Bournemouth is our next fixture. 2.06 for Forest. Come on, your Reds. 3.65 for the draw and 4.0 for Bournemouth. Uh, it feels weird seeing Forest such heavy favourites in a Premier League game, doesn't it? I don't want to be swayed too much by a 6-0 loss against Man City because those aren't the games that define your season. Absolutely far from it. I was a lot higher and more confident in Forest this weekend before that Man City game than I am after it, if that makes sense. 
Um, I think it's been a tough week in terms of games, uh, the volume of games. Obviously, we're still making signings as the transfer window starts to shut, so more players are being embedded within the squad. Um, I think home form for Forest is huge this season. Um, we played well enough against West Ham in parts. Obviously, got the win there. Played well again in parts last weekend against Spurs. If we play to similar levels, I think we beat Bournemouth. But I'm just worried about what the reaction might be from that 6-0 loss to, to City and Bournemouth changing manager and Scott Parker. Are they going to be a bit rejuvenated from that? Or, you know, Is there going to be a response there? I, I, I don't know. If I had to pick a side, Forest, of course, but I'm not as confident as I was. See, see, I I get what you're saying, but you're 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 talking about Tom a team in Bournemouth that lost nine nil and have lost their manager, and drew nil nil with Wolves in their last game. Like, yeah, sure, Forest aren't coming into this in the best nick, but you know, Bournemouth aren't exactly shining at the moment. And I think mm-hmm. I think when you when you have to look at the games. Right, Tottenham at home. Okay, you're at home. You think you might be able to get a point. Man City away, mate, is an absolute write-off. And don't get me wrong, I was watching the game as a Forest fan. It was hard to watch. Of course, it was. We were, we were absolutely toyed with, to be honest with you. But you have to put it aside, and you have to look at the next five games. Right, the next five games are so much more important. You will learn so much more about your team over the next five, which for listeners and viewers are Bournemouth at home, Leeds away, Fulham at home, Leicester away, Villa at home, uh, Wolves away. So, Tom, if, we, if we're getting beat 6-0 or if we've lost four out of those, that's when we start panicking. But, you know, I, I think what you'll see is you'll see Forrest limping over the line this weekend. So I think Forrest and under 3.5 is a really good bet. Uh, 2.76 is the price. I think you could possibly go Forest and under 2.5 if you're a bit braver. 4.4. I can see a 1-0, maybe a 2-0. Um, the price for under 2.5 and under 3.5, a standalone, hasn't been released yet. So keep your eye out closer to uh, kickoff for those. But I can just see a, a bit of a nervy game. Bournemouth don't want to lose and they're under obviously a bit of turmoil. Forest understand they have to win. The onus is on them. And I can't see us carving them open and scoring three or four. Uh, but I could see a one or two nil and it might not be pretty, uh, but I think they'll get the win. Yeah. <clears throat> Hopefully you're, you're spot on with that. Um, Spurs against Fulham then up next. 1.53 for Spurs, 4.7 for the draw. And 7.2 for Fulham. Um, Fulham started the season really well, haven't they? Very impressed to how they've taken to life in the Premier League. Um, mainly at home. Likewise, the same with Forest. Uh, home is where the heart is for Forest. Same with Fulham. They've won two out of their three games at home. Got a point against Liverpool in the other one. Um, away from home, drew with Wolves 0-0. Lost to Arsenal 2-1. Um, another tough ask for them going away to Spurs. I think Spurs will win. I think it'll be far from an easy game, though, as we saw in the Arsenal match. Fulham aren't going to be an easy team for any team to play this season. Um, I think Tottenham, especially being at home, like I say, should get the job done. Uh, But yeah, um, it won't be an easy one. I think maybe a Spurs win and under again, maybe something to look at here. 
Hmm. I like that. I've got two angles, Tom. Uh, well, I think you have to look at the the players available here. Uh, so Tottenham and yes, for me, um, is a nice bet, 3.3. So I could definitely see a, a replay of what happened at, at Arsenal. Of course, Fulham's goal there was very... I mean, it's not fortunate. It's good pressing and it's a howler from Gabriel. So they're not going to get that every single week. But I think they've shown they've posed enough of a threat. Christian Romero is missing. Can Mitrovic find some space with him missing, score a headed goal or something like that? Maybe. Uh, and then, yeah, it's same as you, Tom. Uh, Tottenham and under 3.5 is 2.5. That will cover you for a 2-1 uh, victory. Tottenham, uh, or obviously it will cover you for 1-2, 3-0 to Spurs as well. So, yeah, they're my uh, little nuggets. Okay, the final three o'clock then is Wolves against Southampton. 2.3 for Wolves, 3.5 for the draw, and 3.5 again for Southampton to get the victory. Um, I just feel like whenever Wolves are involved at the moment, and I see Wolves are playing, whoever they're playing against, really, unless it's one of the top teams... um, I just think it's going to be a bit boring. <laughs> Under 2.5 is what I've got my eye on for this particular game. Yes, I appreciate Southampton's games haven't really been under 2.5, but I think Wolves will spoil this one. Um, 1.85 is the price for that to be under 2.5. Uh, the last four games have all been, it's been 0-0, 1-0, 1-1 and 0-0. Their games involving Wolves. Um, yeah, and I think... I could see a repeat again um, in terms of who will win the game or what the outcome will be. I'm not so sure, but I just think it'll be a low scoring dull affair. Remember when you said you go down the slate and something just leaps out at you? Say, same mm. here, under 2.5 leapt out of me. I didn't have to do any research because I knew I fancied it, but I did research anyway. And turns out that, you know, the stats back it up as well on the Wolves side. So I'm uh, totally aligned. Yeah. Finally then for Saturday, 5.30 is Aston Villa against Man City. 9.0 for Villa, 5.8 for the draw and 1.38 for Man City. Um, it'd certainly be a massive coupon buster if <laughs> anything other than a Man City win happened here. Um, obviously, Villa struggling at the start of the season. They're in 19th, uh, just one win from their five games and four defeats already. Uh, and Man City obviously looking very good in second in the league. Scored 19 goals in five games, an average of just under four goals per game. Haaland obviously can't stop scoring. Um, yeah, I, Man City to win. Um, you could probably go handicap minus one, maybe minus two if you're feeling a bit braver. But yeah, certainly be a big shock if they didn't. We're talking about Man Man City in the moment. They've had two very kind fixtures, I would say, um, back to back. But you know, it's absolutely on a different planet. Um, and Villa at the moment, as you said, Tom, really struggling. Arguably, just as bad of a side as Forest and Bournemouth at the moment. So yeah, I can only see this going one way. Handicaps. Yeah, I mean, the world's your oyster. I think this could be four at the minimum, to be honest yeah. with you. I've got Man City 
I got down here Man City in over 3.5, which is a huge, like, which is a big bet. It's only 2.98. So kind of shows, you know, the gulf between the two. But if you want something, that might be something to play with. Okay, uh, let's move into Sunday's Prem games. And we've got two. Brighton against Leicester is the first one. Brighton price at 1.86. The draw is 3.65 and Leicester at 4.7. Um, I can't go anywhere near Leicester at the moment. So for me, Brighton to continue their positive start to the season at 1.86 looks like the certain pick here. Um, Leicester in kind of all sorts of trouble really at the moment, aren't they? Just things aren't going well. We've just seen them lose to Manchester United. The rock bottom of the Premier League, no wins in five games, uh, just one point on the board. Um, yeah, I Troubling times for, for Leicester fans. Um be interesting to see how they turn it around. Obviously, transfer window is pretty much shut. Not really any time to bring people in from the uh, Fafana sale. So, yeah, they've got to make do with what they've got and try and turn this around in the camp. So, yeah, for this weekend anyway, I think it's going to be a tough ask to get away at Brighton. Yeah, and then obviously, the, for me, Danny Ward, not good enough. To replace Casper Schmeichel, Yuri Tillemans basically wants to see out his contract and leave on a free. Has no interest in renewing. Yeah, you've got people like Vardy getting older, and you know they have they, they. It's impossible to do so, but they never replace Kante in midfield, despite you know all the different signings like Daniel Amati, who ends up being a a centre half or you know. It, I worry about them. I don't think they're going to go down because they've got too much star quality, but I do worry about them. And Brighton, an under 2.5 is a huge price at 4.5. Really interested in that. Or under 3.5 and Brighton is 2.66. And I, I really like Brighton. I like everything they do. And, you know, they're one of the best ran teams in the country. So I have full confidence in them. You know, three of their last five games have all been under 2.5. And then if you're looking for under 3.5, it's been every single game this season, uh, apart from... Uh, actually, no, sorry, that was a friendly. Ignore me. Their uh, 5-1 <laughs> win over Espanyol was not in the Premier League. So, uh, yeah, every single game so far under 3.5. Cool. Uh, finally, then for the Premier League, we've got Manchester United at home to Arsenal. So, Manuel Price at two point six eight. Uh, the draw is three point six, and Arsenal at two point eight for the victory. Uh, two informed sides. I feel like that's not something we said about Manchester United for a while. Um, they've won three on the bounce now, uh, starting off with that Liverpool victory and finishing on Thursday night, as we just mentioned, with the Leicester victory. Uh, they'll be full of confidence back at Old Trafford. Arsenal, on the other hand, uh, won all five games to start the Premier League season. Uh, if you go back into pre-season as well, they've won 11 games on the spin. So they're in some real mean form at the moment. Um, this is going to be a yeah tough one to call for me. Um, much tougher than I thought it would be now that Manu has started to turn their form around. I'm looking mainly at the entertainment angle. Uh, over 2.5 is 1.78. We've seen over 2.5 goals in four of Arsenal's five Premier League games this season, um, including the last four in a row. Um, 
yeah, I think that we know Arsenal are capable of scoring goals. They do also concede goals. They've conceded uh, at least one in three of their five league games so far. Um, yeah, and I, I think they can certainly get out of this Manchester United defence, but we've seen their, their fallible at the back themselves. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. But for me, I'd, I'll just be going for goals. Yeah, both teams to score. Same EMA, 1.59. Obviously, Arteta, clear plan, knows who he wants to play, knows what's going on. We don't really have to worry about them. Uh, but United, um, slowly starting to figure out a settled team, uh, slowly figuring out that you know, Luke Shaw probably shouldn't be starting and Harry Maguire shouldn't be starting and you know Ronaldo is going to be a, an impact sub because he's not as as fluid as someone like Martial, who is obviously injured, or Rashford, for example. Um, so, yeah, both teams to score for me, 1.59 as United continue to try and figure it out. Right, then let's uh, just talk about our sponsor, Matchbook, briefly, and then we'll go through the Championship League 1 and League 2 best bets. There has never been a better time to sign up to Matchbook. Uh, they're running a promotion at the moment, T underscore FB podcast. It's a promo code you're going to need. So that's TFB podcast. You get a 30 quid bet that's almost risk-free because if it loses, you get it back as a free bet. So 30 quid bet back as a free bet if it loses. It's your first bet only with new accounts only. And obviously, just like the rest of the show, it's for over 18s only. Uh, so feel free to take your own bet. Feel free to take what me and Tom are saying and, and make your own bets. We're going to uh, read out a treble later on that you know you might fancy having a little flutter on. And if you haven't opened an account yet, that's going to be almost risk-free. So feel free to get involved. T, uh, on TFB Podcast, sorry, uh, is the code that you're going to need. Yeah, please do check that out. Uh, right then, let's move into the championship with our best bets here. Um, shall we start with Preston? The curious case of Preston North End. <laughs> mad. Absolutely mad. First team since 1926 to start the season, Tom, with seven clean sheets in a row. It's crazy, isn't it? Fair play. Kudos to Preston. Um, and they really fancy their chance of making it eight. They're at home to Birmingham. Uh, this weekend. Birmingham obviously struggling in the league. They're in 22nd. They've got one win from their seven games, uh, scoring just four goals in those seven as well. To be fair to them, it's more than Preston have scored. Preston have only scored two mm. themselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we read it out, didn't we, last week on the pod? I think you did. But now it's seven games in for Preston. Two wins, five draws, two goals scored, no goals conceded. The worst value for the iFollow passes in the EFL, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they'll, they'll win again. I think they'll win to nil again uh, at home to Birmingham. To win on the nose is 1.73. Um, both teams to score no is also 1.73. Uh, and Preston to win to nil is 2.56. Hmm. It, it, I mean, it, it's not as simple as this, and sometimes football fans don't understand, but it did make me laugh. People going absolutely mad on Twitter that they hadn't signed a striker on uh, on uh, deadline day. People were saying, you know, what more needs to happen? 
for them to not pull the trigger on some attacking <laughs> talent. It's obviously not just down to you know bringing this guy and he'll score, but it did make me laugh. Uh, okay, let's talk about. Actually, wait, sorry. Actually, before we move on, another thing I just was going to read out and I completely forgot. Yeah. Um, considering those stats we've read out for Preston just then, that means they've drawn five of their seven games nil nil. Um, for an incredible sixth game in eight to be nil-nil, it's 9.0, so eight to one for another nil-nil. Considering they've already had four, I didn't think that was too bad. Yeah, normally, what is it? It's classically about 10 to one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah fair play. Hey, if you're a Preston fan and you listen to the pod, please get in touch on Twitter, T underscore FB podcast. I would love to, number one, learn more about what's going on. And number two, just find out what it's been like being a fan so far yeah. this season. I would genuinely love to know. Um, spe- staying on the boring train, again, Tom, kind of, you know, doing no research, scanning the the docket, Millwall Cardiff just leaps out at an absolute snooze fest. Uh, yeah. Under 2.5 is priced at 1.6. Neither team in great form. I think Millwall have got the talent to open up the doors, but they're just struggling to do so um, at the moment. So unders, it's exactly the same record for both teams. They've both played seven games. Five of them have gone under 2.5. It's 71.43% of all their games for both teams, identical records when it comes to unders. And yeah, I mean, I like the fact that Millwall keep making attacking changes, keep making attacking subs, etc., etc. They're trying to do the right thing, but it's just not coming off at the moment. And then Cardiff, Cardiff obviously had such a big turnaround. I mean, that their top scorer at the moment is Romain Sawyer's, who scored two. Then they've got Calamo Dowda and hang on, Jaden Filagine Bides. Yeah, nailed it. Uh, both with a goal each. So they're, they're really shy going forward. Callum O'Dowd, obviously, as a winger. Romain Sawyers as like a you know, ball-playing centre mid as your top scorers. Not not ideal. So actually, sorry, O'Dowd has been playing wing-back. Sorry, not winger, wing-back. So not great, under 2.5, 1.6. Yeah. Uh, for me, Norwich at home to Coventry, 1.81 is a price for Norwich to get another win um, at home this weekend. They now they started to figure themselves out a little bit after a bit of a ropey start to the season. They were languishing down in the relegation zone, weren't they, after the first few games? Dean Smith starting to come under a bit of pressure, questions being asked whether he was the right man to uh, lead, their, lead their charge this season back to, hopefully, the Premier League. Um, they have now won four in a row. They'd really back themselves to make it five in a row uh, against a Coventry side who, as we've spoke about on previous pods, finding themselves playing a bit of catch-up now. Um, They had numerous games postponed because of pitch issues. Uh, Since they've come back into playing, they've lost their two games that they have played. Um, So, yeah, you know, I do feel for Coventry because they they have the pre-season, play a couple of games, then their season is disrupted whilst everyone else is playing and they have two weeks off again, basically. So you get out of that rhythm of playing that you started to get in. You need to get back into that rhythm. Uh, and other teams have already got a head start on you, really. And um, I think it's showing. Um, 
tough place to go here for them to to get points on the board. Um, yeah, I think there's better games for them for, for them to turn around their form in. And I think Norris should get a comfortable win here. I am not into it. I, t- right. I told No, I told you off air I wasn't into it, but I didn't go into why. I, I had really high preseason hopes for Coventry. They kept hold of people like Gustavo Harmer and uh, Callum O'Hare. And, you know, I, I don't want to... I get what you're saying, Tom. There's there's not much of a vibe at Coventry at the moment. But I remember when teams had played how many games they played? Two? Three? Coventry. I think yeah. they played four. Four? Okay. Yeah. So they played four games and I I know how I feel about some Premier League teams, right? Who have played a similar amount of games. I'm just I'm still trying to put my finger on some of them. And I feel the same way with Coventry. I'm not ready to to start going against them because I just simply haven't seen enough of them. And I still have faith in Mark Robbins, who is one of the least sexiest managers in the EFL, but he's one of the best. He's one of the best. If his hmm. name, uh, I mean, let's do the classic. If his name was Marco Robino, he would be in the Premier League and he would have had a stint managing Watford and he'd probably, I don't know, maybe he's managing... QPR or someone with a with a bigger budget in the champ. But he hasn't. And what he's done with Coventry has been absolutely nothing short of incredible. But because he's pretty dry and because he, you know, he's not very sexy, he doesn't get talked about. And I'm not ready to go against him or Callum O'Hare and, you know, the rest of the, the Coventry lads as of yet. No, like, I think Coventry will be absolutely fine in terms of the longer season. But I think for this weekend... Against an informed Norwich away from home. I, are Norwich in form? They won four in a row. Yeah, but are, are they in form? Are they really impressing you? Or are they just ticking them off? Because I haven't seen a hell of a lot from Norwich. Well, if, if, they've, if they've won four in a row and they're not particularly in form and they're just ticking them off, then... No, 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 no. What are they going to be like when they do no, no, no. stop? No, that's... No, hang on. That's what we used to say. That's when that's like Fergie era. Oh, when you're playing when you're playing badly and you get a win, it's a good sign. No, I don't think it is a good sign. I think it's a sign that it's going to unravel. I I like to see teams dominate other sides. I know they've done well. They've picked up wins. They've kept clean sheets, etc. I'm just saying, I'm not ready to. I haven't seen enough to really back Norwich, and I haven't seen enough to really go against Coventry. But I wish you all the best. Thank you very much. <laughs> Listen, Anything this, else that you've got for this yeah, champ? Yeah, but what last thing I'll say is it would be a really boring pod if I just went, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? It's, it's yeah, good yeah. Have, it's good yeah. to have some variety. The debate is good. Tom, Oscar Estupinian. Player, mate. City. Yeah, he's the top scorer in the league. I'd never heard of him in my life. Um, but he's got seven in seven for Hull, who plays Sheffield United. This is on Sunday. Chef, uh, Hull, sorry, won every single game at home, three for three. Sheffield United yet to get a win, um, but two draws on the board and obviously a defeat. I can see both teams scoring here, to be honest with you. Uh, both teams to score, yes, is 1.83. Uh, I think, Tom, 
you will also manage to get Sheffield United and yes, 3.95. So I'm back in a team who haven't won away against a team that's won every single game at home. I just think Sheffield United have a lot more threats. Obviously, uh, Ozan Tufan in midfield for Hull has also caught the eye with two in five. And they've got people like Seri, etc. But, but, Tom, Ollie Norwood playing some of the best football he's played in the centre of the park for Sheffield United. McBurney, uh, not off the mark because it was his second, but uh, managed to get a goal on the weekend. Their second top scorer, Anel Ahmed Hozic, um, a former Forest Academy grad, by the way. Uh, three and six from right-sided centre-half in a five, in a three, sorry. So he obviously has a, an eye for goal, but the real guy to look out for is Iliman Njai. Njai will always love you. <laughs> I, I fancy both teams to score with Estupinian and Njai on the pitch. I can see it happening. I'm actually really excited for that game. I think it'll be a good one. Hello, weird. What a yeah, weird, weird side. Yeah. Like, I can't put my finger on whether they're actually going to be good or not. Because yeah, I agree. They leak goals like nothing. Like they're going out of fashion. Like, Conceded 13 in seven. Yeah. Like, and that includes, what, five, two and three. That concedes 10 in the last three games. Mm. Um, you know, they th- you think they're going to do well. They beat Norwich, for example. Uh, draw with Burnley. Then lose 5-2 to West Brom and 3-1 to QPR. I don't know whether I'm coming or going with them. Um, <laughs> no, I agree. Sheffield always entertaining. That's, that's, that's one yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Sheffield United looking fantastic, by the way. They are, aren't they? Top of the league. They look, they look head and shoulders at the moment, but obviously it's very yeah. early. Very early. Um, just one more for me then in the champ before we probably move on. Swansea against QPR. I had this one down to both teams to score game. Uh, very disappointed so far with Swansea. Thought they'd be getting a, a lot more points on the board than they are. Um, 1.78 is the price for both teams to score. QPR failed to keep a clean sheet in all eight of their championship games so far this season. Swansea have failed to keep a clean sheet uh, in seven of their eight games so far this season. So I thought this way about uh, the Hall game in midweek. We tipped it out on Tuesday. So QPR Hall was uh, both was a both teams to score tip. It was both teams to score. You know, you had two sides there who are capable of scoring but have struggled to keep clean sheets. I think we've got exactly the same here. Two sides capable of scoring. But again, as we've seen, in their previous games so far this season, struggled to keep clean sheets. So, yeah, looks like a good bet for the uh, both teams to score here. I'm on board. Any more for champ? No, mate. Uh, ready to move into League One and now get us kicked off with Cambridge United. So, I asked on Twitter today for some people's bankers, one team that they're going to back this weekend. And Matthew Holsall at Holsall MS uh, said Cambridge. And I totally agree with him. Um, if you just have a look at their form, Tom, against their opposition, Lincoln's, there's a lot more green for Lincoln and you'd like to see a bit more green for Cambridge. But Cambridge have won every single game at home so far this season. 
And when you have a look at Lincoln's form in under the microscope, it is not as good as you'd think. So they beat Barnsley, great. You know, they're obviously a a promotion hopeful, should we say. But it was in the Football League trophy. Teams, I checked the teams, very mixed. Lincoln uh, managed to get a draw against Fleetwood 2-2. Then Lincoln went away at Barrow in the Carabao Cup. Obviously, Barrow League 2. Got beat by Peterborough 4-0. And then before that, you know, call a spade a spade. Good results for Lincoln. But the last four, I haven't been convinced. And Cambridge, I have been convinced, especially of them at home. They've traditionally been great at home. I'm a big Mark Bonner guy. Uh, I am backing them all day, every day. And uh, I agree with Matt Halsall. I think uh, that's a really good bet for the weekend. Mm, it wasn't. I did look at this because I saw this, the tweet that you just mentioned. And I, I thought, oh, I'll look into Cambridge. I, I'm not sold. I'm not sold. Oh, um, I never even read the price. They're 2.52. Carry on. Yeah, it's a good price if they do win. Um, but yeah, I on link based on Lincoln's league form, I don't feel completely sold that Cambridge will win this game. I think there's much better things out there. I wouldn't I would absolutely not categorize this as a banker. Well, Matt said if there was one team that you would back this weekend, it'd be Cambridge. So well. Up the, up the mat. I'm with you, Matt. Tom P's against you. <laughs> um, uh, I like the look of Portsmouth at home to Peterborough. Portsmouth started the season like a train, top of the league, uh, four wins from their six games. Peterborough, yes, they're good, but they seem very Jekyll and Hyde at the moment. Very, very good at home, but struggling away from home. Um their away games that they've played so far this season in the league, uh, they beat Cheltenham 3-2. They were 2-0 down in that game in the first half, came back to win 3-2 in the second half, uh, lost to Plymouth 2-0 and lost to Derby 2-1, conceding two late goals last weekend uh, to lose that one. And it's another tough assignment going away to Portsmouth. And that form that I've just read out, doesn't fill me with confidence that they can go to Portsmouth with the form that Portsmouth are in and come back with anything. Um, it's going to be a real problem, I think, for Peterborough this season. If they want to be challenging for the automatic promotion places, yes, they'll pick up a lot of points at home, but this away form needs to really turn itself around sharpish. Uh, and I, I appreciate these are tough games that they've got away at the moment, but um, yeah, I'd be pretty confident back in Portsmouth at 2.1 here. Best atmosphere Ronaldinho's ever heard, apparently, Fratton Park. So, <laughs> tough place to go. Tough place to go. Tom, I'm back in 22nd in the league table. Are you, ner- are you nervous? Slightly. <laughs> They're playing 20th, so it's a bit more of an even battlefield. Um, Forest Green Rovers playing against Shrewsbury. Uh, in league play, because that's what we're trying to focus on, as, as Tom passively, aggressively uh, hinted at earlier. Uh, Forest Green, not great. Neither Shrewsbury. And Shrewsbury haven't won in their last five games. Uh, on the road, haven't won in four. Their away record this season is abysmal. And they're playing against a team who... I think Forest Green are better than this. 
I really do. My worry is they've only scored four goals, but to counter that, Shrewsbury have only scored three. <laughs> so not not the most attacking game. But honestly, every time I watch highlights of Forest Green, I must say, you know, my my research is mainly based on highlights and talk shows and fan not by the way, not talk sport. I don't listen to that garbage. I mean other pods. And then fan, you know, opinions of people who I trust who, you know, put out good content. So I can't say that I've watched every single match, but they always look like they deserve more. Always. I feel like the the general level of performance is way above Shrewsbury's. And Shrewsbury, obviously, Tom, we highlighted them as a team that not would crash the playoffs, but would finish mid-table. And that would be a big improvement for Cottrell and Salop. But it's not working at the moment. Under 2.5, by the way, is a measly 1.68. But I'm back in Forest Green on the nose. 2.78 up the vegans. <laughs> um, any more that you like the look of? Uh, I'm, I'm a bit on the fence about whether to chuck a few out there or not. I feel like I'd be throwing things out there for the sake of it if I if I continued. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I did like the look of maybe Morecambe on the double chance. Away at Bristol Rovers, I got scared. Basically the same reason as you. I didn't want to water down yeah. the, the quality yeah. of the team. I was, I was looking at Wednesday as well at home to Barnsley, but um, yeah. Uh, it's a bit stung by Barnsley, drawing with Ipswich and costing us the treble last week, so... Yeah, I'm worried they'll do it again. I'm trying um, to work out if they're good or not, to be honest yeah. with you. No idea. Um, League Two then. Uh, and there's a lot more, I think, to like in League Two than there was in League One. Um, I'll get us kicked off with what I told you earlier was an absolute stonkzilla of a price. This is, for me, the price of the weekend. Potentially why, didn't, might why didn't you tweet me with this, with this team? It would have given away. It would have yeah. given it away. It would. Go on, after you. We weigh our pod content, can we, on Twitter <laughs> already? Um, Doncaster at home to Mansfield. 3.4 is a price for Donny to get the win. It's an absolutely huge price. Um, they're currently third in the league, and I feel like they're a team who... I, I don't want to say I've disrespected, or kind of slept on, I think is probably a better way to put it um, at the start of the season. Wasn't expecting too much from them. They've been churning out some really impressive results. Um, in the league, they've won three in a row. Uh, they've beat Stockport, Salford and then Northampton. It's a Northampton resort away last weekend, which really caught my eye. Um, so they're, they're playing some very good teams, getting very good results. That's shown by their league position. Um, unbeaten at home, won all three games they've played at home. They've won them all 2-1, in fact. Um, Mansfield, on the other hand, just can't do it away from home, um, away from the one call Stadium or whatever it's called now. Mm-hmm. Um, they've lost to Sutton, they've lost to Leighton Orient, and they've lost to Salford. So they played three away, they've lost three away. Complete opposite at home. They're, they're like the Peterborough of League Two. Fantastic at home, really struggling on the road. And... If you've got this patchy, poor away form and you're going away to a Doncaster side who are beating decent teams, home and away, 100% home record in the league, 3.4 the price for Doncaster. Give me more. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, I do fancy it. You strengthened my kind of desire to put it on a lot more with your enthusiasm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I see it and it feels like a bookie's mistake, to be honest with you. But, you know, we'll see, won't we? We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tom, you know I love backing teams who are playing better than their form suggests. I feel like you get good prices. And I'm looking at Carlisle, 2.12 at home to Rochdale. I mean, where, I mean, you know, they're playing against a team rooted, lost five of six, rooted to the bottom of the table. And we're getting over evens. This is a team that's lost one in five for Carlisle. However, I think Mm -hmm. the price is looking good um, because their form recently has been a little more patchy when you throw in the all competitions. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Carlisle. I think they can finish in the top seven this season. Uh, they're a little bit goal shy at both ends, which is obviously good and bad. They've only scored five in five. Uh, most of their goals have gone under 2.5 by a distance, 80% of their games. So do not expect a comfortable ride if you get on the train to Carlisle with me. But, uh, yeah, I am back in Carlisle against, essentially, a National League team, right? 2.12. I think it's a cracking price. Yeah, I like it. Uh, on board with that one, absolutely. Um, I'm looking at Swindon at a big price, 2.76 away at Gillingham. This is more so because Gillingham really struggled to score goals, Um They've not scored in six consecutive games, and that includes the uh, you know, Papa John's Pizza Trophy games as well. In the league, they've not scored in five out of their six league games. Uh, they've only scored one all season, and that was in a 1-0 home defeat, home win sorry, to Rochdale. Um, so if you've got this team in Gingham who are really struggling to score goals, you know I feel like they can't possibly win the game, can they? Um, the best they can hope for is a 0-0 draw. Swindon, on the other hand, uh, starting to score now after a few dodgy results to start the season. They've picked up some pretty impressive ones in recent weeks. Uh, drawing with Leighton Orient, drawing with Carlisle, uh, beating Rochdale 3-0. Then more recently, drawing 1-0 with Stockport. But from what I've read on that game, it sounds like Stockport were very lucky and Swindon, only the other day, could have won by three or four goals. Um, so if they continue to play with that kind of form... Away at Gillingham size, shot of confidence, can't put the ball in the net. They expect Swindon to get a victory here at a good price. Yeah, Gillingham stink, don't they? They're just they're yeah. stinking the league out at the moment. I'm not not enjoying them at all. Uh, Tom, I think it's Salford's year. I really do. I think it's the year under Neil Wood. Um, they are at home to Crawley. They're classically short at one point seven three because. I think since Salford got promoted, Tom, we've had short prices on them. Everywhere they go, every, every yeah. single week. It's because they had a Sky documentary, I think. It's going to be uh, the same support now as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. High expectations, decent finances. I do get it. Um, but I feel like we're getting kind of short change every time we back them. But I do think they'll get a win against Crawley, who have picked up a little bit. They've got three wins in a row, but 
when you peel that away and you realise only, uh, uh, sorry, three wins in a row, uh, two wins in the last three, and when you peel that back, you'll realise that both of those wins were in cup competitions. Yes, they beat Fulham in the Carabao Cup, but obviously Fulham heavily rotated, and they beat Portsmouth on penalties in the Football League Trophy. I'm not reading too much into that. I'm more reading into their 1-1 draw away at Rochdale, which was their last league game. I just mentioned how bad Rochdale are. I put out there, Tom, um, today on Twitter, who won transfer deadline day? And my suggestion was Salford. They managed to pick up Odin Bailey from Birmingham and Northern Ireland International, Ethan Galbraith, um, who was on loan last season at Doncaster. Really good pickup. Obviously, you know, Manchester United links there come into fruition. I just think this is a season, mate. Really, really do. Um, so, yeah, I'm back in Salford all day. They're currently fourth in the table. They've lost one of six. Last season, they drew way too many games. They've only drew one so far. One, four or six. The only asterisk is Thomas, uh, sorry, Brandon Thomas Asante. Four in six, top scorer, talisman, youth team academy, uh, graduate. He's gone to West Brom. So there's a big kind of Asante size uh, hole in the team. But we'll see what they can do. Odin Bailey's going to be the guy to step up, I think. Uh, I'm back in Salford. Yeah, I like it. Uh, had that on myself. Then the last one for me that I was looking at was Leighton Orient at home to Tranmere. Top of the league, late in Orient, 1.8 is the price for those. Um, yeah, unbeaten start to the season. They've won all three of their home games, 100% home record. Uh, in terms of their league fixtures, uh, they've won five out of six. So really impressive start for them. Back at home again this weekend against the Tranmere side, who has struggled away from home so far. Uh, they've lost two and drew one of their three away games. Generally, their form hasn't been... That impressive. They've only picked up results against Colchester and Gillingham. We spoke about Gillingham, how they've struggled already this season. Colchester not particularly impressed so far either. Uh, and they've also got a nil-nil draw in there against Hartlepool, who are struggling themselves. So when they've come up against a team who have got a bit of something-something about them, uh, they have lost so far this season. And I expect that to be the case again when they play the O's away from home this Saturday. I think you may have one or two more for League 2, Tom. I I'm, think I'm tapped out. Yeah, I'm done. No, I'm done. Oh, you're done? Okay. Well, that I'm worked done. out perfectly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that kind of caps off this week's uh, this week's tips in the top four leagues. So, we're just going to previous uh, – pre there. We're going to look back at last week's treble. Again, Tom, we, we mentioned at the top of the show – just that one team. And this time it was Ipswich. The treble was so comfortable. So, so comfortable. Like we had Leighton Orient to beat Harleypool. They did so 4-2. Then we had Sheffield Wednesday to beat FGR. They absolutely decimated them 5-0. And Ipswich just couldn't get it done. 2-2 against Barnsley, conceding in the 75th minute to Harry Callum Styles. Sorry. It was an absolute disaster and uh, one that really should have come through. But we have to go again. We do. 
And we're going to go again with uh, a couple of teams that were just read out in League Two and a big banker in the Prem. So we're going to get started with the absolute stonkmeister price, which is Doncaster at home to Mansfield. Then we're going to go for Salford at home to Crawley. And then we're going to finish off with the 5.30 Premier League match, Man City away at Aston Villa. Um, so surely, if it rolls onto Man City, they can't let us down, can they? Surely not. If they do, the treble's cursed. Yeah, the treble's cursed. I, I think I said to you that I would cancel the pod, but I don't yeah. think we, we wouldn't do that, but it would come close. <laughs> I, we can't. Um, we can't. Look, I hope if it does lose, if it has to lose, and the betting gods want it to, you know, not come through, don't let it be City. That's all I ask. Yeah. Please not. Please not. But um, yeah, if you do like the look of that treble, you can um, bet on that at Matchbook.com. You can build your multiples there as you would on any other bookmaker, and of course. Uh, use it in conjunction with that sign-up code TFB podcast. Get your thirty pound money back as a free bet. Um, general price for that treble is about seven and a half to one. So, yeah, it's a decent price one this weekend. It is. Uh, fancy football, Tom. You remember I told you? Where was I? I was was that twelfth? You were twelfth, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm now two hundred and fifty second. So DL, you've had a fall from the grace in the last couple it's of weeks. Absolutely unforgiving league, I'll be honest with you. Um to put it simply, I didn't have Haaland in either game. Yeah. I didn't have him. Well, I had Haaland and I've still dropped to 229th. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. You've overtaken me though. Parity. Yeah, well, that's, that's Parity. one positive. Yeah. yeah. I just—it's just week after week. I've looked down my uh, my leagues list, and it's just red arrows downwards, red arrows. 100%. I'm in one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. I'm in eight leagues, and I had red arrows on seven of them, and they mm. and just the the line, which means I'm in the same spot. So mm. yeah, absolute disaster. But we're growing. I tell you what. We've grown a lovely community. A lovely community. We've got 315 teams in there now. Nice. That's good, that is. It's bloody fantastic. So, yeah, really enjoying having everyone in there. Obviously, if you want to join, you can do so. Um, All you need to do is enter the uh, sign-up code so you can get that from us on Twitter, T underscore FB podcast. Yeah. Uh, do you want to read out? Shall we read out the top 10? Forgot to do it. Yeah, please do. Right. George Keogh, Ethan L., Warren Torch, Toby Miranda, Dennis Sheehy, Daniel O'Reilly, Kenneth Mayer, Sammy Walton, Andrew Burley, and still top of the league, um, Dan Pinsker with Brizzle mm. City. Respect. I think Dan's been top of the league for a good three or four weeks now, hasn't he? Yeah. Please give me some tips, please. Yeah. He's uh, well, probably just going to. He's probably just going to tell me to get the guy who scored back-to-back hat-tricks, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Harland captain, Mitrovic up front, Martinelli in midfield, Ben White got eight points. Yeah. Honestly, I look at my team and think it's better better than it. My team is better than his. (laughs) Well, it isn't, is it? 
Well, it is on paper. This isn't FIFA, mate. My team is better. Than, I, I would die on this hill that my team is better than his. Do you, yeah. do you know what, honestly? <laughs> I get so attached to... You know what I'm like. I'm very... I have, yeah. a, I have a certain kind of player that I like. I like technical players, dribblers, people good on the ball. And and then young sometimes players. Uh, young players. Yeah. Homegrown players. Homegrown <laughs> players. And then I get sucked into it. And then I realise that my midfield's got Eze, Michael Elise, Phil Foden. And like it's gloriously pretty, but <laughs> it doesn't get the job done, unfortunately. <laughs> But it is what it is. So T underscore FB podcast, Twitter follow. Uh, please join us on there. If you are not following us, you missed out on 100% Tuesday Twitter tips. Absolute clean slate. The hot, the entire lot in the bag. So, yeah, you're missing out on stuff like that. So get involved. Yeah. And if you enjoyed the show, guys, please leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast just to help us with the old algorithms and all that. Yeah. Be seeing more, grow our reach. Yeah, that'd be great. Thanks for your time, guys. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Good luck with the bets this weekend. Hopefully, we finally land the treble. And um, anything that you do win, whether it's from our tips, stuff you picked yourself, uh, please do send us in your bets. So it's, we like to see the winners, especially at early, this early stage of the season as well. Um, so yeah, cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. See you next week.